Real Talk with Chuck and Pam, the podcast. We are back. Not a week has been missed, luckily. Neither of us has the coronavirus. Knock wood. And we're here to share all the new releases on all the different digital platforms. And hopefully we'll give you some great choices to see during this coming week. Chuck, how you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Boy, there's, you know, this, you know, I always knew there was a lot of stuff out there that wasn't in theaters, but this whole experience has, has shown me just what a plethora of films there are to choose from uh, at home. Uh, and while I like that, you know, during the, you know, era that we're in right now, you know, it still is not going to replace going to the movies. That communal experience, I didn't realize how much I would miss it, but I'm really missing it. Yeah, you know, it wasn't until this week that I felt like I was missing that. And I think because there are so many distractions at home and it's difficult to actually sit down and watch a movie and be totally absorbed with that movie. Yeah, you need to just lock the door and turn off the lights, but it's still not the same. And we're also missing that bigger than life experience. I mean, there's nothing like sitting in front of that huge screen and being, you know, having the image and the sound just wash over you. I really miss that. Yeah, and and, you know, I really like to be able to see somebody's nostril being three feet tall in actuality. I think that really gives you a much better feel for who that person is. Nothing like that. Nothing like it. Good point. (laughs) Good point. (laughs) You know, something that I've had a lot of fun with during all of this is everyone from Matthew McConaughey to John Krasinski and all these big-named actors, male and female, going on their iPhones, recording stuff, and they look like crap. They look like us, which is a really nice thing to see. And Lord knows I've not been putting on makeup every day or doing my hair every day, as people who watch the video today probably realized, and that's okay. My daughter and I were saying, I hope this is kind of the new norm. You don't have to put your makeup on and do your hair every day. Chuck, how about you? Yeah, the, the baseball cap has become the go-to accessory even more than usual. Right, you know, right. You know, for a lot of people. You know, I, I've said that once this is done, everyone's yard is going to look great. Dogs have never been happier. And as soon as this is done, hair salons, there will be lines around the block for haircuts and, and that kind of stuff. Because, yeah, we'll, we'll all need it desperately by that point. Oh, definitely. My husband is looking for some way for me to trim his hair because clippers are sold out of stores. We can't really? get them. Yes. Really? Yes, and for some reason, he doesn't want me to come at his head with a straight-edge razor. I don't understand huh. it. But how long have you been married? I'll, I'll have to delve more deeply into how, that. How, how long have you guys been married? <laughs> 32 years. That might have something to do with it. <laughs> perhaps, might perhaps. Have to do with it. <laughs> hey, speaking of movies. Yeah. <laughs> you want to actually talk about a movie? Yeah, why not? Why not? What, what are we going to talk about this week? Let's start off with Sorry We Missed You, which is um, through the Music Box Theater, and you can access that through going to the musicbox.com website. And and that's in Chicago, the Music Box Theater in Chicago. Right, and that does support the theater, which is a great way. I love being able to support these more independent types of theaters to see a film. Both of us watched it last night. It opened last night, if you will. I'm putting air quotes around the word opened. Right. I'd love to hear your perspective on this. First, let's let's say what the premise is. Well, this is from director uh, Ken Loach. And uh, English director, he's been making movies for years. I mean, we're talking uh, almost 40 years. And he specializes in movies that deal with social issues. One of his strongest 
More recent features was I, Daniel Blake, which dealt with a man, a older man, who got caught up in uh, not having proper health care in London and the effect that that had on him. This film, Sorry We Missed You, is about a blue-collar family. And like so many families today, they are struggling to make ends meet. Let's listen to a clip from the film. How have you afforded it all, lad? chipped it. Oh, come on, just tell the truth. I am. Seb, tell the truth. What if I tell the truth, that's one of our bonkers. Just tell the truth. I sold my winter jacket. I've got an ex-jacket said, for fuck's sake, do you know how much it cost? That cost me a fortune. I can't get another one. What are you doing? Have you been on the train tracks and the roofs? Eh? Spraying that shite everywhere? Of course it's shit. And of course it's everywhere, it's advertising. It's like all the shitty advertising you see nowadays, people trying to, like, them trying to get people to buy stuff that isn't in their league. What's that supposed to mean? Can we just talk instead of shouting? Have you been in school today? Seb. How many days off have you had in the last month? Do you know what I mean? Your mum are going to get dragged in. They sent a letter about it last month, said we're going to get a fine, love. I don't know love. I don't know what's got into you, I really don't. You're a smart kid just like Liza. You used to be in all the top sets. What is going on? Just give yourself some choices, mate. We got Ricky and Abby. They're the married couple, played by Chris Hitchin and Debbie Honeywood. You can tell they've been together for years. They're scraping by. They got two kids. Uh, They got a young son. Well, he should say he's a teenager. Seb, played by Rice Stone. And then a young daughter, Liza J, played by Katie Proctor. She's probably about 12, 13. The boy's about 15, 16. Dad has taken a leap. We're dealing with the gig economy right now. He has taken a leap into a delivery service type thing in which he is a, and I'm using air quotes here, independent contractor to deliver packages for a bigger firm. He buys a van in order to do this on installments, which is a questionable decision. And that leaves, they, they sell the car that they have in order to do this, which leaves his wife, who is a at-home nurse with no transportation. This movie is about how people who have who are working blue collar jobs are stuck. They are stuck in this economy in which no matter what they do, they're never going to get ahead. And if one little thing happens, if a tragedy happens, if some unexpected bill comes their way, they're screwed. Absolutely screwed. Even further than that, it talks about how they have to work such long hours that they're not at home to be together. They're not at home to overlook their kids. The kids are definitely latchkey kids. Mom does all the parenting over her phone. And dad, of course, resents being called away from work to deal with parental issues because he feels as though, hey, I'm working, I'm providing, I'm trying to get us ahead. And all these factors end up eroding the relationships within the family. I found it to be incredibly powerful. I found it to be, you know, right on point with, with so many things that are happening today as far as the economy, the whole 1%, 99% thing that we're never, ever going to get away from. Like Aloch's other films, I thought it was very powerful. I love how he does things where it's, he, he, 
you know, the leads are obviously professional actors and actresses, but the supporting characters, so many of them are just real people. There's this, there's this real quality to his films that just sucks me in, and it had me from the very beginning. The only real problem I had with the film was I think that he piles things on at the end. I, I was scratching my head at the end thinking, my God, what other bad thing could happen to these people? It's almost too much by the time we get to the end of this film and we see the, the situation that they've, they've fallen into with the best of intentions and, and through no fault of their own. I love Ken Loach and I loved I, Daniel Blake. And I do think he has a masterful way of bringing you into somebody else's life so that you can relate to everything that you're, they're going to, through no matter who the character is. I enjoyed it. I, I wanted a little bit more, like you said, a little more positivity. And is that because of all the negativity that's going on in the world right now? I just need something a little more uplifting. Or did I just need to have some sort of a, an arc here? Because you're right, it was just like this downward slope. And you knew this guy just was a bit of a loser and you knew that he was going to make bad decisions out of the goodness of his heart and trying to do the right thing for his family. You're just waiting for it. You're just waiting for it. Oh yeah. yeah. There there are so many shoes up there that are just yeah. ready to drop. You're you're like you need a, a helmet to go and try and dodge them. The message, the take home message to me in this film is as a parent, your presence and your time is the biggest gift that you can give to your children. And I think that Seb, the character Sebastian, or Seb as they called him in the film, was absolutely incredible. Rye Stone was able to, I mean, he is a teenager. I'm guessing he is a teenager. He's able to tap into his, his not-so-long-ago past of being a teen. And he lashes out, and he rebels against his parents. And he, in many ways, I feel is calling for attention. He needs attention. He needs to be parented. He needs some boundaries, but he needs some love and some understanding. One of the most heartbreaking scenes to me was when mom and dad went into Seb's bedroom and started looking through all of his artwork and not understanding what all of it meant. He's a bit of a graffiti artist, and to me... Those were cries for help. He needs he needs somebody. He's he's muzzled. He's not understood. And he lashes out at school and he does stupid things like getting caught shoplifting. To me, those are all cries for help. And poor little uh, Liza J is just caught in the middle and watching her parents' relationship devolve, as well as her brother creating all this turmoil in the family. So it was, to me, and we talked a little bit last week about things being a little heavy-handed, I felt in the end it was a little heavy-handed in the message that it was trying to hammer home. Yeah, uh, made with the best of intentions. Like I say, I think politically and socially its point is right on right on the money. But yeah, it, it just seemed to be piling on a little bit at the end for me as well. I'd recommend seeing it, though, if oh, you're completely. in the right mood. Question. I did like I, Daniel Blake much better, though. I did too. I did too. But also, you know, just very uh, on point as far as what's happening to people who are often forgotten. Right. And again, you can see this movie through musicboxtheater.com. Chicago Music Box Theater is offering this. So check it out there. So let's shift gears a little bit here. Still another drama we want to talk about, one that is on Netflix right now, a movie that you liked, I think, a great deal, uh, called Tiger Tail. Yeah, uh, Tiger Tail, I just got such a kick out of the fact that our main character, his name is Grover, 
is one of your favorite characters or a favorite character from a favorite film of yours from 2019, and that is Z. I'm probably not pronouncing it right. Z Ma. The Farewell is what we're referencing. Um, if you haven't seen that one yet, check it out. I loved it. It's on Amazon. But in this movie, we actually get to meet Zima, or the character of Grover, as a teenage boy back in China, back in the 1950s. And we get to know this young boy as he is coming of age and, you know, having his first love, his first crush. And then we're plunged into the current day where Grover is not a very happy camper. We go back and forth in time as this story tells a story of regret. And I think that's one of the things that I keyed into. And I love the fact that you can have a movie set anywhere in the world and you can still relate to a character. And I think, you know, as we get into our, you know, I'm in my 30s, Chuck, you're in your 40s. I think we can all look back on uh, our lives and maybe have a few regrets. Grover has a regret for leaving behind the love of his life. He fell in love with this young woman and we get to know a little bit about her. And then he is uh, in an arranged marriage and then goes to the United States for a better life. He ends up having a daughter, and that is yet another regret in his life is his relationship with Angela is her name, and she's played by a Chicago-born actress. Her name is Christine Coe. Let's listen to a clip from the film. All I ever wanted my whole life is to feel like I had someone who cared about me no matter what happened. I never got that from you. You're my father. I don't even know how to talk to you. I never have. Maybe it's easier if we just stop trying. I really like movies that can bounce back and forth in a timeline. And as it bounces back and forth, it peels away the layers of our main character. And we really get to understand his decisions and his emotions better. And I think this does a wonderful job of, of doing that. To me, the, the ending was just absolutely extraordinary, beautiful, and heartfelt. One of the best, I think, final third scenes of a movie I've seen this year. I've re I really did enjoy it. Chuck, you're looking at me like I have horns growing out of my head, or I might be from another planet. Nope, nope, nope. Just just try doing my best to give you my, all my attention in regards to this movie, <laughs> uh, because it did not have my attention. I, you, know, I, you know, I'm smart enough to be able to follow timelines that ratchet back and forth between the past and the future and the present. But I just found that device rather distracting here. I, I, it just, I, I, it seems that once I got interested in what was going on with the character in present day, we'd switch back you know, to him as a young man. And, and just as I was interested in that, they'd switch back. And, and I think at the beginning, it just, didn't ha it just didn't hook me at the beginning when we see him as a young child uh, living with his grandmother, hiding from the authorities because, you know, they're, they're living in this communist country and things are being cracked down on very, very drastically. I can appreciate the story and what they're doing. I mean, I understand this as far as, as you're saying, regrets. We all have them. We can all relate to this story. But it just seemed the, to me, the structure of it just didn't hook me. And I just became disinterested very quickly. I gave it an hour. 
So I guess I missed one of the great ending scenes of the year. <laughs> this is on Netflix, so it's going to be real easy for me to go back and fast forward. What, last 15 minutes, last 10 minutes? What am I looking for? I'm, I, I think that you'll appreciate the last 15 minutes. Okay. I will ratchet forward to the last 15 minutes, and then I will get back to you on this, okay? But, but you've got you to gotta be invested in those characters. And if you're not, then, you know, and that's, that's okay. So this isn't um, going to salvage it for me? I think it might help you appreciate it a little bit more. I don't think it'll salvage it for you because if you don't have a vested interest in caring for the characters, then you might as well not. So let, let's see. This this movie was how many minutes long? I think 101, an hour 40, hour and 41. 131. I'm oh, looking at IMDb right now. Just seemed longer. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you gave it more than half of its time in viewing before you turned it off. So I might I should have just stuck it out. You should have just stuck it yeah, out. Yeah, well, another regret. See, there they are. <laughs> I'll start tallying them up. You can take a look at Tiger Tail. Um, it's all one word. Do not confuse it with... Tiger King? Yes. Do not confuse it with Tiger King. Totally different movie. That's good television. That's good television. And I have still not watched that one yet. Uh-huh. But Tiger Tail is on Netflix. So take a look at that one. Gosh, that brings us to, we've got two more to talk about. We've got Love, Wedding, Repeat, and The Lost Husband. Let's stick with Netflix for a minute, and let's talk about Love, Wedding, Repeat. Do we have to? Uh, just real, real briefly, okay? Oh, God. God, did I hate this movie. I really, really hated this movie. Okay, let's, let's talk about the things we hated in it, because... I wanted to like it because I feel like um, uh, Sam Claflin is like the next Hugh Grant. And I like Hugh Grant. I love Hugh Grant, okay? But Sam Claflin shows in this movie why Hugh Grant is so good at what he does. Love Wedding Repeat is, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is kind of, it wants to be four weddings and a funeral. Okay, that's what it wants to be. It wants to have that kind of pithy, sophisticated, arch sense of humor. It wants to combine pathos and romance and comedy. It wants to be quirky. It wants to have these colorful characters all revolving around these two weddings that are at the center of the film. And none of it works. None of it works. And here's why. Everyone is trying too hard. Yeah. Everyone in the film is trying way too hard. Everyone is manic. Every, every scene is played at 11. Because, oh my God, there's a problem. There's a problem. Oh my God, really? There's a problem? How can I help you? Well, here's how you can help me. Well, I can't believe you said that. It, it, everyone is at that fever pitch throughout the film. It's exhausting. It's, manic. it's exhausting. I watched this for 45 minutes. I was, I, I had to go to bed. I was just completely worn out through the ringer. What they wanted to do was they wanted to just take those scenes from the Hugh Grant movies, which are really funny, and just string all those together. They forget about the quiet moments in those films, the introspective moments in those films, the, those moment, the moments in those films that make us care about those characters. They were just focused completely on the colorfulness of these characters, and it's a complete disaster. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with what you're saying. I, I think it had some really good points to it, although you lasted longer than I did. I only made it 25 minutes, and I went to bed, 
And thankfully, because my stress levels are high with everything that's going on, I couldn't sleep that night. So I did turn it back on and I watched the rest of it. And then I slept very peacefully the rest of the night. There you go. Exactly. (laughs) But there were some really cool things that they put in there as far as there's a sleep sedative that's put in somebody's drink. And then they look at those different alternative ways. But that they used it one time throughout the movie. It was like, well, why didn't you take a look at these different perspectives throughout the entire film. Instead, we have it in one weird situation, and that's it. Right, and the guy who, the actor whose character is afflicted with this, overplayed that so much. (laughs) It it wasn't even funny. It was almost grotesque, the way he was doing it. I mean, everything about this movie irritated me. Well, you know, and I love Olivia Munn. I think she is a decent actress. I think she's absolutely gorgeous. And I felt like I could almost hear the director off in the distance saying, bat your eyes, slowly look up at him, bat your eyes again, slowly look down, bat your eyes. Can you bat your eyes? And that's what half of her acting was, was bat your eyes. Right, and I don't blame her. I think it is a lack of direction. And, and lack of script, perhaps? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, this is kind of, this is a retread. There's nothing original here. And yet they want you to believe that it is. Thank God I did not pay money for this. And Miss Munn is the only reason I got through 45 minutes of it. Very good. So, okay, so do not watch this one. It'll be a waste of time. Uh-huh. Yeah, not even like some good costuming or anything. So, yeah, skip it. Yep. That brings us on to The Lost Husband, which, Chuck, I am shocked that you enjoyed it, I think, as much as I did. Maybe. Maybe. I'm shocked, too, quite frankly. The Lost Husband, which is available on any and every digital platform known to man. If you have Comcast, AT&T. Amazon. Amazon, iTunes, Video on demand. (laughs) Anything. It is available. This this stars Leslie Bibb as Libby, a woman with two young kids who has lost her husband, thus the name. Uh, The husband has passed away in a tragic car accident. Um, Unfortunately, the husband had a few other bits of information that led to Libby losing her house. She moves in with her mother, who is a piece of work and can only take so long of that, and ends up driving out, I believe it was from Los Angeles, to Texas to stay with her aunt Jean on a farm. Happens to be a goat's milk farm. And that's where she meets the handsome, as he is called in the farmer's market, the hot farmer, Josh DeHommel, who's James O'Connor. DeHommel? DeHommel. DeHommel. You didn't didn't stutter? No, no, no. You forgot to mention he's tall. Oh, he's tall and has beautiful blue eyes. I think he was born born with a plaid shirt on, too. I think so, too. (laughs) And jeans, yeah. I mean, nobody can carry off. The hot farmer cowboy look better than uh, than Josh DeHommel. Okay, re, re, you know, gather yourself there. I know you're all okay. flustered. All right. Yeah, all right. All right. Yeah. getting a little a little flummoxed here. There you go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know what's going to happen. You know, she's going to fall in love with this guy who he, she initially has an antagonistic relationship with. She learns the ropes of of running her aunt Jean, who, by the way, is um, played by Nora Dunn. Um, helping to run the farm. She gets in touch with her inner farm girl 
and the rest, I suppose you could say, is history, but it's not because there are a lot of nice little twists and turns in the story. And Libby has some unanswered questions that arise unbeknownst to her. And these, this, these puzzle pieces she needs to put together. And we, the viewer, are trying to put those puzzle pieces together as well. This sounds like it could be a Hallmark movie, and I guess in a lot it of is. ways it is. <laughs> it is. But but I think it's more than that, and I think that's because of the few twists and turns that are taken, and also because of the cast. Let's listen to a clip from the film. Wait. No, I'm not. I just heard the rooster. <laughs> He's a rooster. Roosters can't tell time. Leslie Bibb, Josh DeHommel, and Nora Dunn. And these are three very talented actors that are put in a very mediocre type of film and they make it rise to a new level. It kind of romanticizes, I think, the concept of farming um, <laughs> because it's a really arduous task to run any kind of a farm. And here's, I, I didn't have any problems with this movie except one. Things were too picture perfect. I have grown up near farms, around farms, and have friends who are farmers, and I love going to their homes and, and hanging out and growing up I did too, but none of them looked like they were out of Pottery Barn. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That was, everything was just too clean, too picture perfect, too precise. Her garden, I would love to say that my vegetable garden is going to look that way, but it's not. You better it get was with just. It. I better, I better. I need to be more like Aunt Jean, right? <laughs> well, you know, but I think that's what the movie is really saying. This movie is all about getting back to the basics. It's yeah. all about, it is an endorsement for the rural life. It is a, an endorsement for family. It's an endorsement for just simpler things and simpler times. So I could forgive it that it looked picture perfect. Because you're right. Yeah. I mean, nothing could look that good. But I, I got sucked into that. I, I had some problems with the film. The big reveal, I didn't think it was any big deal. It's like, oh, Aww. okay. Really? Yeah, I needed more. I needed more. And, and also there was some obvious things. There's some things that are just too, like uh, Aunt Jean's boyfriend. Come on. Really? Oh. That casting? Give me a break. And his daughter was a useless character. Didn't need her. Move her out of there. And this is a Hallmark movie. But it shows what, like, as you were saying, if you've got talented people involved, they keep you engaged. Bib, I know she was one of the producers of this film. And that's real smart of her because she's not getting the parts she deserves. Always enjoyed her, and this really puts her in a great light. Gives her, she gives herself a great part here. And the chemistry she has with Duhamel, if they wanted to make a couple more movies together, I'd be fine with that. Because, oh, I, I would be right there. Absolutely. They do have a wonderful chemistry, absolutely. And uh, Leslie Bibb is great. Did you see Don Verdeen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she was in that. She's been in a lot of really small films. Yeah. I ran into her literally on the street Did in Park her? City. And she was in three different films at Slamdance and Sundance. And she took the time. I said, hey, I loved your movie. She goes, oh, what ones did you see? And she stopped and talked with me, which was really kind of her. And I think that probably endears me to actors. It probably shouldn't. But if they're kind and, and open, that's kind of says they're a nice person. Did you it, see Hell Baby? Yes. Oh, I loved that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think that does. No, when they do, we've talked about this before. When we see those performers who don't take themselves too seriously, 
when they do stop and talk to you. That does say something about them. And I think that it does help them make a connection with the viewer on screen. Yeah, I, I, you're right. This thing is completely predictable from the very beginning. But I liked her. I wanted to make sure she was happy. I liked him. I liked him. I wanted him to be happy. And, and even, you know, the kissing and the stuff when they're together, they don't concentrate on that. It's just like, okay, it's going to happen. You know this. We're going to move on. And I liked that, too. It wasn't really the focal point of the film. And right. I think that, I found, was refreshing. So, yeah, a, a pleasant surprise, the, the Lost Husband. Wow, I can't believe we agree on a, on this type of a movie. That is awesome. Again, <laughs> you can you can see this movie, stream it at home through any and every digital platform. Just talk into your remote and say The Lost Husband and you'll find it. <laughs> It'll pop up, yeah. <gasps> Chuck, I know that you are a huge fan of Turner Classic Movies and they have a lot of things going on right now. Give us give us an update. You know, this is, you know, we're all locked up, we're all at home. This is the perfect time to catch up on those movies that you've always said, you know what, I should see that. But more importantly, and I know no one's going to do this, but you should, start introducing your kids to older films, your teenagers to older films. Get them past that whole thing where they say, oh, it's black and white, I don't want to watch this. Great movies, it doesn't matter whether they're in black and white or not. Good stories last forever. This Saturday on April 11th is a perfect time. The absolute perfect time to introduce your kids to some great older movies. And they're running probably my favorite movie of all time. Set your DVR because at 1245 Central Time, they're going to be running The Adventures of Robin Hood. The old 1938 Errol Flynn version. They've made Robin Hood again and again and again. They should have stopped in 1938 because they got it right. Nothing has been better since that version with Errol Flynn, Olivia de Havilland, Basil Rathbone, Claude Rains. This is just a rollicking adventure, and it is shot in beautiful Technicolor. The movie, it just pops off the screen. Sit down, watch this with the kids. You're going to love this film. 1938 Technicolor. 1938 Technicolor. They knew that they wanted to uh, make a big splash at the box office, so they went ahead and spent uh, extra money on this for the Technicolor process. Uh, they wow. only had Technicolor around for about six years at that point, uh, and had been exper experimenting with it. And you can see in this one that they finally kind of get the colors evened out. It's an absolutely beautiful film. Wow. Absolutely beautiful. And then following that... At 2.45, probably my all-time favorite movie, The Treasure of the Sierra Madre, with Humphrey Bogart, Walter Houston. If you've heard that old line, badges, we don't need no stinking badges, and you don't know where it comes from, it comes from that movie. It's about three guys who go looking for gold in the mountains of, California, of Mexico. They find gold. And that's when the trouble begins. I get sucked into this movie every time. I take something else away from this movie every time. And what's great about this movie is it's exciting. It's funny. It's moving. It has everything in it. It has adventure. I love this film. And then after that, at 5 o'clock, is The Wizard of Oz. If you haven't seen that, sit them down. Make them see it. If they've seen it, they'll probably want to watch it again. And then at 9 o'clock, Paper Moon is on. Oh, yeah. Ryan O'Neill, Tatum O'Neill, youngest Oscar winner up until that time, Best Supporting Actress. Uh, they play a father and daughter con artist team. And if you haven't seen this, it is absolutely delightful. Turner Classic Movies, do not overlook this channel. There's always something good on. And as I say, 
if you don't catch these things on DVR, they have a streaming service that is available through most cable services where they archive the films that they show during the month. You can just pull them up whenever you want, scroll through them. There's at least 100 movies there. You, don't know, you, you never know what you're going to find, but just always something worth looking for. And as we are recording this, it is snowing and blowing. And if that continues into Saturday, that is a perfect day to sit and watch several hours of Turner Classic movies. You got it. There's a couple of things that I know you wanted to mention as well. Yeah, there, there are a couple of other movies that I think are worth mentioning today. The main event is a kids movie, a cute, sweet kids movie on Netflix. It's about an 11-year-old boy who finds a mask that helps him have superpowers to become the next WWE champion. Um, of course, there are some bad guys in this as well, and they are over-the-top bad guys, but that's what kids' movies are all about, is fighting the bad guy and coming out on top. This is just a sweet film about bullying and making a way for yourself and having confidence. A um, couple of little side stories there about uh, relationships with grandma as well as his father, um, but also the loyalties of friendships and what friendships can do and what they mean. Probably meant for the 10 and unders, but definitely one that I wanted to watch the rest of the movie, even though, though I knew it was how it was going to end. I did enjoy it. Good. The other movie is Human Nature, and you can see that on Amazon and iTunes, and I'm sure some of the other streaming um, services as well. Again, talk into the microphone of your remote control to find this. This is an incredibly timely movie. It's a documentary about CRISPR, and if you don't know what CRISPR is, it is not the drawer that's in the bottom of a refrigerator, although that is a CRISPR. This is about DNA replication and the future of fighting viruses or creating better human beings. The timeliness obviously is with the viruses and how the DNA replicates a virus in order to make yourself immune to it. This really, I think, sheds light into our current situation because we're seeing so many things on social media. Take zinc, take vitamin C, that'll fight it. Or take the koi pond pills. Don't do that, people. <laughs> this is actual science and by people who research and who know what they're talking about. It's not some doctor, quote unquote doctor, who's got a pair of scrubs on and ruffles through his papers, making him look as if he knows what he's talking about. This is real science. This will enlighten you and educate you so that you can better decipher information that comes your way. I would highly recommend that. It's not a downer. It's something that's just informative. Yeah, last thing we need is a downer right now where science is concerned, so, so that's good to hear. So here's an upper for us. Trolls begin streaming on Friday. Be still my beating heart, okay. I know, it's uh, Trolls World Tour. Here's the cool thing, and I think this is just adorable and fun for parents to do with their kids. They have an activity pack and it's filled with all sorts of little coloring activities that you can do and um, you can learn how to draw the different characters like Poppy. It's 
a fun little thing for parents to do. And, and obviously it's trolls, so it's going to be a fun, bright, and vibrant type of movie. I haven't seen it yet. I'm hoping to possibly see it this next week and give you a complete review. But take a look at dreamworks.com trolls party pack, and we'll have that link on our Facebook page as well to access. Sounds good. Next week, we will have more things to talk about. Not quite sure what yet, because they're coming at us fast and furious, but want to make sure that we give a shout-out to things that we can't wait to get back to, among them Hamilton Walkers, the great steakhouse in downtown Champaign, you and I getting a drink as soon as we can there at Hamilton Walkers, downtown Champaign, the place to be for fine dining. I, I can't wait to just sit outside on the patio and order a Grey Goose Lemon Drop Martini and an appetizer. Their appetizers are incredible and just kick back and relax and feel like things are back to normal. Really looking forward to that at Hamilton Walkers. The other place that I cannot wait to go back to is my home away from home. Sylvia's Irish Inn, 312 West Green Street in Urbana. If you're traveling into the Urbana-Champaign area, make sure that you stop there after all of this chaos is over with. Sylvia will treat you like you're part of the family. Sylvia, I miss you terribly, and I cannot wait to see you soon. So that's it for this week. Make sure that you follow us on Facebook. We've been doing a great job, I think, of giving you daily recommendations of things that you can watch across various platforms and streaming services because there's always something good out there. So take a look at our Facebook posts every day for daily recommendations. And next week on WCIA-TV, we are also going to have a topic of guilty pleasures. Uh-huh. Too many to mention. We're going to have to whittle it down. We'll give you a couple of recommendations, and uh, hopefully maybe one will be new to you, and you can take a look at it and distract yourself and have some laughs. Thanks for listening. We will hopefully see you soon.